2: Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season five five of. of But let me tell you.
3: Fresh Fresh presents Que Ola, where we talk to various movers and hustlers who are popping off and succeeding in a 305 and at the same time influencing the culture. I'm your boy D-Fig, holla at your boy when you see me in the street. Ew. What, 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 what's good? What's Gucci, yo? <laughs> it's your boy D-Fig, holla at your boy when you see me in the street. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Que Volada Podcast. It's your boy, D-Fig. You know what's poppin'. Que mi gente. Ya tu que estamos echando tremendo making Thank you so much for tuning in. In this great episode, we sat down with the creators of... Pero Let Me Tell You Podcast. DJ and Ish, man. These my people right here, man. Local AF. Creators about... South Florida Current Events podcast. They also do chicken wings, ping-pong-pollo. They also are involved in political things in Miami-Dade County. Really cool-ass people, man. If you haven't checked out the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast, you definitely should check it out. Yeah, in this episode, we sat down with them. We chopped it up. Second time they've been on the podcast, on the Que La podcast, and i super appreciative to them. There's some people that I admire their tenacity their perseverance in this podcast game and in this creatives game. Because being a creative ain't as easy as people think it is, bro, you know? There's a lot of ups and downs in this mug. And people like this keep me going, you know? Miami-Dade County Latino creatives pushing stuff out for people locally and nationwide and even beyond worldwide, you know? Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into it. It's your boy, D-Fig. Que Ola, Podcast, episode 62, Pero let me tell you. ¿listo? Listo. All right. So we are in another episode of the Keola Podcast. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to the gentleman from the Pero Let Me Tell You Podcast. My dogs, DJ and Ish in the studio. Thank you so much for so, coming through, okay. man. thank you for having thank us. You. Like, okay, first of all, let's just say
0: up front we are digging the studio. Yeah. We're a little jealous. Thank I call you. it the lab. The lab. Okay, I okay. Up, I'm
2: like Darwin, this is your lab.
0: Okay, we're jealous of the lab officially. Thank you Matt. Like this is what we aspire to when we become grown-ups, yeah. you <laughs> it's know. It's
3: been uh, a long time coming. Uh put it together with help of my wife, of course, she's an interior designer, so a lot of like you can see the carpet and shit like that. That's not I'm never going to pick out a zebra <laughs> <from the> carpet, <laughs> you know. It's like Don't sell yourself short. Maybe you would. She knows my funky style, so she knows what Hmm. kind of stuff I like and... Yeah, man. I appreciate uh, I appreciate her for helping me put this together and bringing in beautiful guests like yourselves, man, to come and uh, shoot the shit with me.
2: Well, you know, we're like family at this point. Yeah. So, you know, we're just hanging out. hundred <laughs> percent. With microphones
3: in front of us. Facts. This is what? This is the second time you guys have been on the podcast. Yes, yes sir.
2: I actually was watching our first interview yesterday. Okay. To see where we, you know, evolved. <laughs> I remember that was the long-haired version of you. Yes, yeah, so that was season one of our podcast. So it was, yeah, long-haired yeah. Hair version of me.
0: <laughs> That's when he was he was. Leaning into the Jesus part of Darian yes. Jesus, yeah,
2: yeah. Darian Jesus. Or what do you think the J and DJ is? I did not know that. The, <laughs> I'm a nice Latin boy. Listen, if, you, if you're Latin and your middle name is with a J, it's probably Jesus or Juan. Yeah, or Jose, Jose, like three. I was say yeah, but more of the uh, the Juan or the Jesus, the, the 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 Jose part. Yeah. No, it's funny because my kid was born on Christmas, and everybody was like, Do vas a poner Jesús?" de poner Jesús. And I'm like, no. I'm like, that would Bro. be... A, that's
3: a hard no. You <laughs> know, I was listening to a comedian the other day. And he said that... And this is so fucking true. No white people don't name their kid Jesus. There's no
2: white people named jesus You're right. It's all no, Latin I've people. never thought about that. You're absolutely right. And what I think is funny that people are like... <laughs> in English or white people when they know my middle name it's like oh Darian Jesus I'm like it's Jesus it's yeah. not the same thing yeah it sounds weird like, it to sounds say, weird to, in say, yeah. English to say Jesus, Jesus like it's weird, weird. When I say my name Darian Jesus Borges it's like no it's Darian Jesus Borges yeah <laughs> no when it, you say it,
0: you it in English it sounds like you got like a Kanye thing going <laughs> <laughs> like
2: Kanye, no <laughs> superstar style. Kanye he
3: pulled out of Rolling Loud, loud. yeah our, but then he our, showed up anywhere. no but
0: he, did he perform he, perfor- I forget with whom, somebody else was performing and they were oh, like, and here's Kanye. He just kind of like showed up and like did a special, guest, yeah, did a special guest stuff. And then the poor guy who was headlining Kid Cudi got water bottles you thrown saw at him. that?
3: That's no. some Miami shit right there. Bro. That's, that's fucked up. That <laughs> is fucked up. I mean, I'm sure he probably got paid anyways. He oh, either way, way
0: shit. And he warned the crowd.
3: Yeah. He... Welcome to Miami. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Miami as fuck stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah. So what episode are you guys currently at? 2.16? 2.15.
2: Well, next week will be 2.15. Yeah. No, two, two, two 14, 14, 2.14. 2.14. As, as of
0: this recording, we will be doing 2.14. This it will be the next this one. this week. Yes.
3: yes. Wow, man. 214 episodes. That's yeah. a shit ton of work. Uh, I think gosh. when you interviewed
2: us, we were in the 50s. Wow. Like episode Maybe. 50 something Yeah. Because
3: yeah. you're one. So, yeah. Damn, yeah. man. I mean, yo, I tip my hat off to you guys. That's uh, a <laughs>
2: That's an accomplishment. and It is. It is. That's, that's been one of the one things we've been very consistent about. Like last week, we were both on vacation. We, you know, all of our group and family, we took a So we have this nice glow about us. So we, you know, before we left, we, sh- you know, we recorded two episodes, which generally we like our episodes, you know, they drop on Friday. So we like to record on Thursday. So they could be as current as possible. Yeah. Um. But we made sure to have two episodes in the can. So the week we were out, the listeners can have a new episode because we've been really, really consistent yeah. with that. Like to make sure that there isn't a week or a time that that, um, that we don't have an episode. It's funny because I think in season one or season two, we had a few episodes that there were just technical difficulties. I think that he couldn't upload the episode. Yeah, at like seven in the morning or something, and people were starting DMing us. Where's the episode? Where's the episode? And he's like, "I'm working on it." I'm like,
0: and calm everything. down, God, people. Like, it's free content. You're just, <laughs> you just didn't pay for it, all right? But, but I mean, it but it speaks to to you know what we've built, I guess. Yeah, a, you a, cultivated
3: a an audience. Yeah. yeah, and and they're they want. Those goods, they want that service. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah. So for uh, yeah. those who don't know what the kewala podcast is all about, and no, no, excuse me. The pero, let me tell it's so well, fucking. I the hope they know
2: what the Kebola Kebola podcast
3: is. is.
0: <laughs> and if they don't, get better. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Yes, this hi. is your host Darwin Figueroa. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and he is just one of the people that we freaking love. That, like we just adore this guy. Bro, so
3: you should know the Quehola podcast. The feeling is mutual, one hundred and ten percent, man. But for for those who don't know, pero, let me tell you. So like, how would you? describe it in a nutshell what's your like elevator pitch to people like yo listen to the Pero, let me tell you so we're a
2: current events podcast from a latin um you know latin american when i mean american i mean as like we were raised in the u.s uh angle um where we talk about what does you say about anything everything and, and nothing I, at I, the same I, time absolutely
0: nothing yeah
2: all at
3: mm. once so it's like through the prism
2: of latinos raised here in the united states yeah. absolutely yeah, and, and obviously it's very Miami centric because yeah. that's who we are. We have listeners actually all around the world um, but we have a lot of listeners from all parts of the US that maybe at one point were raised in you know Miami and yeah. moved away mm-hmm. and um, they love listening to our show because they, they feel they're right back at home. So we get that a lot. Um, I think again, everybody you know if you're Latin and you're listening anywhere. Else in the country, you could relate to it, but specifically if you're from Miami or South it's like, it's Florida, a, it's Easter eggy, yeah, in because that sense. we we throw a lot of references like that. When we we grew up and we used to go to a Catillito, you know, yeah. or Malibu, yeah. you know, like that type of stuff. That if you didn't grow up here, you're not gonna get that reference. But yeah. but
0: it doesn't take away right. from the overall, you know, which are the listening experience. Which it's actually a little bit what we were talking about earlier, where you know, unfortunately, with radio becoming more you know syndicated and generic. If you take away those things, those references, then you 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 become nothing to no one. You know, you, when you're trying to be everything to everyone, you become nothing to no one. So we really we really pride ourselves in keeping that Miami element because that's what we are.
2: We're that, not generic.
0: We're not generic. That's,
3: I mean,
2: we can for, for for better or for, for worse. Better or for worse, <laughs> that's what you get.
3: I mean, it's it's dope though. Is I I like how you guys are talking to like local Latinos, but at the same time. Um, bringing a coalition of, like, nationwide Latinos together. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, like, it's super commendable, and at the same time, it's one of those situations where, like, you really start understanding how big of a group we are, mm-hmm. you know? yeah, Because, like, being in Miami, you kind of get in that, like, bubble. You take it for granted. Oh, for, you for sure. You take it for granted. Like, yeah, everybody's yeah. Latinos. as fuck you. Oh, yeah, even if you're not. Even yeah. if you're not. Even if you're not, you are. You exactly, yeah. like, have... Some white boyfriends, like straight up Anglo, but they know all the Spanish references. They know how to even speak a little Spanish. They, they like, toss a con- uh, co- out there. they coffee do a coffee. You know, patelito culture. Cuisine. They love yeah. Latin cuisine. So it's like they've kind of like assimilated into Latin culture, right? right? So here, totally, you're in the bubble. You don't even recognize it. But, like, it's really big when you step outside of here, when you go to, like, I have a lot of friends in North Carolina. So when I go to North Carolina, I see all the Latinos, and they're all, like, they're so, like, happy
2: to see another Latino. (laughs) You're saying
0: this, like, oh, shit. Quick, that's one of ours. Come, come, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's how I felt. Oh, here we go. Dropping Michigan, Michigan. <laughs> when I was up in school in Michigan, because we have this joke that I, you know, so many, you know, because we talk about our experiences. Yeah. So obviously we talk about things that shaped us and I I'm constantly referencing when I was in school up in Michigan, yeah. but it's true that if you're not driving, take a shot. That's when <laughs> so I, that's how, you know, when, when I lived outside of that bubble yeah. for several years and I was like, wait, 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 you, th- Miami is its own thing. Yeah. And it's funny because prior to me moving to Michigan, I was in my early, mid-twenties. I think everybody who's from Miami gets to that point that they're over it. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I, that I, I fucking hate Miami. Like, it yeah. fucking sucks. People are rude, this and that. I mean, but the true. moment you Nothing step said out. Nothing said was a lie. The, <laughs> moment, the moment you step out, it's like, oh, man. Like, I love Miami. I need to be back. Like, And I would tell everybody, yeah, no, 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 I'm from Miami. And then it's funny because up there, people would say, Ohio? I'm like, no. <laughs> the real Miami, Florida. Who, think, who thinks <laughs> of Ohio when they well, say Miami? when you're in the Midwest. <laughs> No, but not that, even that is bro. not what Will Smith was singing well, about. Well, I mean okay. but I got that a few times. You got that? Miami, yeah, of Ohio. Ohio? And I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, what? Florida, what? the real, the real Miami. The fuck are you um, thinking? But that's when you really appreciate not only where you're from, because you know everybody appreciates where they're from, yeah. but you you realize the diversity and like really the culture we have here that is very, very unique. Yeah. And it's it's very it's only here. Okay,
3: So I kind of wanted to speak to that because, like, so we have a very, I mean, we're all Latinos here, but we're not a monolith, right? Right. So we have, like, different segments within the Latino community. Um, Here, since there's so many of us, we kind of just, like, we don't really pay attention to it. It really becomes more accentuated when you go outside of the 305, Mm -hmm. right? When you go to, like, North Carolina, you're in (laughs) Michigan, you're, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like yeah and we're basically outside of here like how do we how do you, i mean through your podcast i'm sure you're talking to a lot of latinos nationwide but how do how do we like bring something uniform together that we could all like say this is our thing even if you're like you're red or you're blue or you're like all for like uh, abortion or anti-abortion all that stuff like politics and everything aside something that's like a common thread through all of us what is it that we could, like, tie ourselves together?
2: I, th- I think we have. Because okay. I think that, so, here in Miami, even though it's largely Cuban, uh-huh. people that are Venezuelan are, like, very Venezuelan. Right. People that are Colombian are very, like, Colombia. Yeah. People that are Peruvian are very about Peru and so on and so forth. And I think that people here are very big about their country of origin or their heritage, but we have that, like, 305 sort of mentality and that 305 thread that threads us together. Okay. Um, Whereas I think that in other places, and this is certainly the case in the West Coast, it's more like an umbrella, you know, like mm-hmm. somos Latino. Right. It's more like an umbrella term, like we're somos Latino and i I I feel that Miami, it's it, here everybody's very big on where they're from. Mm-hmm. And somehow it's dysfunctional, but it works. I think um, I
0: think it's because here we recognize that we are alike, but we're not identical. Yeah. And so, you know, we have a same a similar language because sometimes, you know, depending on the culture, you yeah. say certain words and it goes all pear-shaped. Yeah. But you know, you have to recognize that, yes, we have similarities, but we're not carbon copies. We're right. not, you know, being 3D printed out of a machine somewhere. Whereas, to your point, I think there's other there's other places where it's like, oh, well, you know, you're Latino. And what that means varies from person to person, but that's okay because you're Latino. You're Latino. Right. Or Latinx. Right. I see
3: what you're saying. As
0: opposed to, you know, oh, yeah, I yeah, know. So soy Latino, which to me, even just saying it in Spanish mm-hmm. is very different than saying it in English. Yeah. Pero soy de right whereas here they ask you Rico where so.
2: what are you like soy colombiano you're not like soy latino yeah. it's like right. cuz everybody here is latino Exactly. Right? That's so why it's like right. no shit like, so so everybody is very you know who All where they're their, yeah. uh, where they're from they're, yeah exactly and i think also here um cuisine has a lot to do with it uh-huh because like for example in the last few years peruvian cuisine is like it's stock has risen and like coño. you like, should Peruvian food is like it's good. It's it's, it's so good. good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so good. And here, there's yes, there are a lot of Cuban restaurants. There are, but there's a lot of different restaurants. Oh yeah, friedanga. I mean, Fridanga's come on, who shit. doesn't love friedanga? Why are you making <laughs> yeah. me hungry? Yeah. Like, is that fine. your goal? You right could now. get a whole, you know. Um, it's funny, you know, Neri yes, so uh, oh. Neri Sanz, the comedian. Okay, he he's he's Nika. yeah, and he's always like, bro, why is it that every time there's fried cheese, people are like, there must be a Nika here somewhere, and I'm like, well, you guys kind of there are worse things to be known. The for the you fried, cheese. The fried cheese, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it, if that's what you're gonna be
0: known for, that's okay. Like, yeah. I'd rather be known for fried cheese than than fact <laughs> something yeah, bad, right? Facts, like,
3: yeah. yeah, like that's something that nationwide, I've I've noticed that us Latinos, because we have so many different tastes, and like my show's all about creatives, right? So, and especially like local creatives, but creatives that I've talked to Latino creatives nationwide. They're so, like, into so many different fucking things, right? That you're just like, damn, you're Latin and you like that shit? But then at the same time, me thinking, like, damn, why am I thinking that them being Latin is going to stop them from liking a certain particular topic or a certain Mm -hmm. thing, right? Like, over here, since we so focus on the Latinism of our, like, Latino, of, like, our culture, we're always like, oh, salsa, bachata, merengue. But then if you're, like... You find a group of like Cholo Goths, which I found the other day. There's an I'm, entire thing is that a called thing? yeah, it's Cholo Goths. So they like they're Cholos, but they like Goth music and they do like Gothic themed music in Spanish Cholo style. It's okay. It's totally where wild uh, where as are well. they based out of? Because <laughs> I want LA. to go they're to like, there.
0: Okay, LA, okay. Yeah. I, that time, sounds
2: like an LA
3: thing. Yeah. Next yeah. time we're in
0: LA, we need to seek these Cholo yeah. Goths out. because yeah, that's, that's like,
3: fascinating. That's crazy, right? So it's like I always wonder. I'm like, okay, how? what is it that how could i talk to that particular latino through our latinism right. but also be like also like ex, like put a highlight on those particular experiences that they're having that are so unique and but i'm sure some part of their latinism is influencing it right mm-hmm. like there's something there that I don't know, frijoles or some shit food or something. But I,
2: I also think it's a coastal thing. I think being Latin in the mm. West Coast is very different than in the East Coast, yeah. particularly in South Florida. It's it's a completely different thing. We were in L.A. a couple of years back. Uh, we did a, a series of episodes called Pero Let Me Tell You Goes West." Okay. <laughs> and we were we were we were we had a great I remember time. That. I remember we were at um, Portos. A, a, we went to Portos. Well, we went to a lot of places, yeah. but we were in the Spanish Aquí, uh Spanish Lucky Presents podcast. Okay. And, and And um, they were awesome. They hosted us. We were on their show. And I just think it's – and it's not a right or wrong. It's just different. It's it's very different to be Latin, I think, in the West Coast than it is in in the East, particularly in South Florida. And I think that going to what we're talking about here in South Florida – there's a lot of shared experiences whether mm. it's something that's on tv like una novela that everybody's freaking watching you know yeah. and you were watching as a kid or like a song that's like really popular and i mean like like here like pitbull is like a god here and everybody freaking loves pit my mother loves pitbull you he, know he's
3: uh playing in a October 13, Hard Rock Casino. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs>
0: and, and you know There's what? That plug. <laughs> I just saw the big ass Billboard literally today. Do you have a promo code? <laughs> <or is laughs> a
2: promo code, uh, but, but you know what, though? But, but, but that's something that like people hear because he is one of ours. People yeah. hear very much like, you know, connect with. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Mr. 305, you know? Um, and you I, think know it's, it, it's, I think it's a lot of things like that that is like a thread that makes the, the culture here very specific and very unique.
0: But I think there's also something, to not, not to h- settle too much on the Cholo goths, but yeah. to bring it back to the Cholo goths, I think there's also an element of like, just because I, w- in that case, you know, I like goth music doesn't mean I have to stop being... Latino. Latino, right? And so you, you by just by virtue of being you, you kind of pepper that in to that other. Interest or behavior or what have you, and I think that's just something that we do here by default. Isn't there? Uh, mm. I think I think you were I telling me that saying. you were trying to get
2: him on the show. Isn't there a Cuban or a Cubano that's a country singer? Sammy Ariaga, actually, I mean, he's been, he's been oh. on, He was he was
0: on the show. He was he. We did an interview with him. Um, he's a Cuban American country singer. He's from Miami, yeah, based out of Nashville. Now he's done. He's what he does with his country music is he adds elements of like hip hop. And then he's also done some, you know, remixes of his songs with Spanish or Spanglish elements. So, I mean, it, again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he's from, I think he's from like, mm-hmm. like, it's not even like, you know, oh, Miami, like, you know, almost Broward. Yeah. But, and he's like, yeah, but this is who I am. Right. I love country music and I'm going to sing country music I can do it. But why do I have to stop being who I am just because of a genre of music?
3: Right. yeah I know I agree totally with that man i had I had a uh a, a Cuban country singer on the podcast as well uh Ricky and he's also from like Hialeah oh wow and, that's, awesome. that's pretty yeah. yeah that's pretty miami <laughs> and he <laughs> tours all Florida playing country music and he has like the ten gallon hat and everything so yeah like we we could we could go into those various avenues each one of us those things that attract us but our Latinness doesn't stop doesn't cease to exist. Right. You know, it's one of those things where like our Latin flavor doesn't cease to exist, even if even if we're tr- playing like a genre that's super Anglo, like fucking country. You right, know, right? I mean, even country now has gravitated into hip hop. Yeah, like yeah. look at little little Nas X. Look at mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something completely out of left field. There's, like no genre safe now. It's like right. everything is being intermixed. Right? right? Um, yeah, we're we, not code switching as much. We have this thing in South Florida. Because we have a continuous influx of Latinos, where it's like true, and they're from all various walks of life and air various parts of Latin America where how you i I understand like the whole West coast thing a lot of the West Coast Latinos tend to be very like Central American or like Mexican, right? there's not too many like Caribbean or like true. Latin American like further south south American excuse me. Uh, type of uh like influence out there it's heavy 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 Mexican my sister lived in San Francisco for uh 22 years so I was going oh, wow. yeah I lived I, I went back and forth I lived with her actually for a little time and it was a it was a fun experience but I did notice that it like it's very like very heavy Mexican influence right yeah. and Central American style um we're out here we have like we have a lot of Central Americans as well But it's just like I think it's more evenly divided in terms of like representation throughout the city, even though the Cubans pretty much are the largest population here um, in South Florida. Now, being that you guys talk to everybody um, through that, you know, through that vortex of of Latinism, what is it that you guys tend to like? hark in on like that you really focus in on when you talk to a, a guest you know like how do you try to bring in that
2: like when you're talking your. i think a lot of it has to do with like the way you grow up because i think that that is something that no matter where you're from mm-hmm. in latin america or the caribbean family is very important um we're we're huge on family all of us are mm-hmm. so i think that's 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 a commonality that we all have you know like Living con la abuela, right. and los quince, and the overbearing parents, and all that. We all, la chancleta, yeah. you know. To some extent, we've all experienced we've, that. We've all, yes. And and just to hear people's like origin stories, like where they grew up, and, you know, this was my house. Like, um, you know, a couple of months ago, we had um, Gina Torres on the show. Oh, which that's she I love her like just. I'm a super fan like of yeah. Gina Torres. Se queda coto. he she says was, I love her, and it's not enough. Uh, what is like, it? It's 214, not. 13 episodes. I think in like 150 of those episodes, I professed my love for Gina Torres, and she was on my favorite show, Suits. Okay, and she was actually our dream guest. Okay, like, and I was like, we're never gonna get her. Yeah, like, never. Like, why would Gina Torres be on our show? And we got her, and she said something that. And, and she's uh, Afro Latina and Cuban, okay. Right, um, and she said something at the very beginning that I thought resonated so well with us, with me, but with all of us. That as a little girl, she used to love and dance to dance and sing for her parents and her family and all that. But that's not what you're gonna do for a living, right? You're because eso es gente barata. that's like yeah. a bad people, like yeah. the entertainment business, you have to go to college. And that's so that's so freaking Latin. How, mean, that's but, Latin as fuck. But how you know? many of
0: the people we've interviewed who are actors or singers have that story? Yeah, that I you mean, know we tell them we're like you know so how did your parents react? And I would say like maybe eight out of ten of them were like at first they were like no 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 you gotta go and you gotta study you know this and, that and, and but it's and Gina such a commonality. is
2: from the Bronx you know and and right. I was I was thinking oh you know maybe I don't know since they're New York they were a little bit more open minded nope nope. Nope, nope. And she would say that, like, her parents were like, No, tu estás loca. You're not going to study that. I mean, you know, you know I see that. I've, I've heard that.
3: And I understand the parents.
2: <laughs> like, <to laughs> it's a rough life. I mean, bro, let me tell you. For
3: starters, you, if you busted your ass, came from fucking. My parents came from Colombia. Your parents came from Cuba. Yeah. Didn't speak the language. Moved to a place where nobody fucking knew you. Yep. And you were busting your ass to bring, you know, to bring your generations forward, right? And then your kid turns out to say, I wanna be a comedian, It's like, ¿Qué dude, like oh
2: dude, my god, oh, was, like, right so here, like right
3: here, right
0: here, Missacrifique. When
2: I was in college, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I I, get it. I purposely left my last two semesters of college with just electives. Like I was like that guy that like for two and a half, uh, three and a half years or three years, didn't take a single elective because mm-hmm. I was like, My last two semesters, I'm just gonna take electives. So I took my last year, I took theater. And I was actually pretty good in it, okay. And I got like, I even tried out for different things, and I got to like Theater Three, which that's what they used to call that at FIU at that time. And I was like, gonna audition for I remember it was King Lear, okay. And I remember telling my parents about this, and to say they were devastated was an <laughs> understatement because I was like, tú sabe un muchacho tan intelligente como tú meterse actor, and I'm like, first of all. That's not my major. I'm not going to be an actor. I'm just taking theater in school. <laughs> I'm just taking a class. I'm right. just taking theater, and I'm auditioning for a play. Like, I think they lost sleep on it because they kept bringing it up.
3: I mean, for sure, um, bro.
2: And just the thought that I... I yeah, it, it, it's not something... The creatives are not supported with immigrant parents. But you know what? To... To, to piggyback on that, I think when you're first generation, there's a certain amount of pressure that you have. Of course, for there is. sure, You're a golden child. That your parents you've got to make that sacrifice. That sacrifice and that, and worth that's worth the commonality. Yeah. That's a commonality that your parents' sacrifice of coming here was worth it. That they got out of their native native country and whatever struggles they had, right. you know, to give you a better life. And now you are. I mean, inevitably, you're living it.
3: Yeah, they're gonna. The family's always gonna win, right? Because like regardless you came from Peru, from Brazil, Ecuador, whatever, you're gonna your family and your lineage is gonna have a better life than they would have in said place. Yeah. Ideally. Ideally. But they want to see the the reward. They want oh, to see no. the fucking prize. They want to be alive. They want to see, see progress. They, they want to see yeah. the progress. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, I want to get into a creative field. And they're like, what the fuck? I did all of that.
0: That's why I split it down the middle. I went into advertising.
3: <laughs> I was like, you know what? Creative, but but also it's tough, business. Though. It's tough. So. I mean, and it's something that like us Latinos, we have to overcome
2: where that's not even like, uh, like something that. Other people even have to think about No, no, no. No. And it's funny because I anybody that knows me really well knows that I I don't believe in advice. Okay. That, like don't give me advice because I don't believe in advice. I believe that when you wanna do something, you do it, you think about it and you do it. Okay. Advice is just a confirmation of of what you of what you're right. looking for. I'm not the advice person. And I mean, he's known me for 30 some years. I'm a very determined person. Like I know what I'm gonna do, whether it sucks, but I know what I'm gonna do. And and and, (laughs) well, people ask me for it, but I I don't like receiving it, or I don't ask for it. And I can't say that, like for example, my parents, I'm very, very close to my parents. Yeah, very, very close. But I don't speak to my parents about life decisions. I never have. Mm. But I can't. Say that when I was thinking about my career choices, I did not factor in my parents because of that tr- pressure yes, yes, pressure yes Literally. yes that would be like, oh no, remember that I want to... remember my first my first major. In, in college was journalism. That's right. That's because right. I had come up from, like, in high school, I was, like, in journalism. I was a middle silver knight nominee. I was involved in all these things. So I was thinking, like, oh, my parents. My my God-given talent is architecture. Okay. That is, like, my talent. That's what he I, should have done. Since I was a teenager, like, 12, 13 years old, I started building scale models of buildings. Okay. And they would win, like, like First at, the place, youth at the youth fair, fair yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. and I never took a drafting class. And I remember when I was in college, in high school, that, you know, you start thinking about yeah. what you're going to do. My father, porque un arquitecto se muere de hambre, porque mira el hijo de whomever, because yeah. they always know somebody. ese hombre no trabaja. They always know that one person that doesn't have a job. Right? Can
0: I ask you a question? Where does that come from? Because I, architect is is a is a career. Yeah. but it's funny you said because in, in the new Father of the Bride, like when he when the Andy Garcia character is like young and he's like gonna be an architect they tell him the same thing they're yeah. like ah and i'm you're like an but i've never met like an architect who lives under a bridge he designed right like i mean <laughs> i that must be some land and you know maybe, what maybe and you know what, what i have
2: to tell you that i think that if i wouldn't have succumbed to that i probably would have done that
3: you would have been an I, architect. I probably
2: would have because that's what i wanted to do and it was so like no you're too smart for that like being an architect yeah. is a walk in the park right? yeah, yeah yeah you gotta take like five years of math exactly. um and it's that pressure that you have when you're a first generation. First
3: gen, that... bro. You're the golden child. You're the anchor baby. You're the one who's like trying so to. So many things. So yeah, many second things. second generation they're spoiled brats. Facts. Entitled, spoiled. Don't I don't even see, know me... sp- Eng- Spanish at that point. Mis sobrino yo soy uno descalado,
0: That's it. Yeah. Bro, that's, it gets me, I it
3: gets me upset. I love them. That really gets me upset. Mm-hmm. Not knowing Spanish as a second gen is like, man, bro, you can't even speak to your grandparents. But that is <laughs> when the
2: language starts to ebb.
3: That's when it goes away. That's and when it starts like to diminish.
2: You become diminish. one of those, so, you know, so, kids. So my kid, we made a very conscious effort to speak to him in Spanish. So up until he started preschool, he didn't speak a word of, of English. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, um, but <laughs> obviously great. when he started uh, preschool yeah. and he learned English in like two days, because when you're that young, yeah. you're a sponge. Yeah. But that was the same with me. Yeah. I didn't speak English until I started preschool. Um, a, you know he's in that phase now. It's like oh, I don't want to speak Spanish. It's not cool. Yeah, but he speaks Spanish. Yeah, at he least speaks you to know his grandparents in Spanish. At yeah. least
3: you know how to handle yourself, how to handle a conversation. It's yeah. very, it's very tough. Like to to see that, like how it's it's basically like the erosion of of like the the lineage. You know, it's like yeah. erosion of like mm-hmm. your tradition. You know, like this is something that you come from. Like. For example, myself, I come from Colombia. So, like, my kids would go back to Colombia and not be able to speak to, like, their cousins, like, yeah. in Spanish. Like, that's wild to me. It's, like, it's not even, like, oh, three, four, five generations down right. the road. It's just, like, bro, you, like, your grandparents are, like, right there right. But, there. you know but,
2: what, though? <laughs> I do think, though, that, and this is, a, this is a good conversation. I do think so, especially parents of first generation that now have second generation kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that eventually they'll catch on because I think that when you're a kid, I think about when I was a kid and yeah. I'm an immigrant. I, I, I came from Cuba when I was a year old. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know this was my culture until I was older. I just thought this was how it is, right? Mm. How the way you're raised and the customs you have, just something as simple as a cafe, like yeah. tomando cafecito. Right? That's not something you really think about. As, cool, cuando, as a cuando kid. Cuando yeah. That's not something you really think about at all. That's just the, what they do at your house. Yeah. But I think there comes a point in your life when you're older and you start appreciating that. That's like, oh, that's my heritage. That's my what
0: is it you, say, you said many times like what, about Nochebuena?
2: Yeah.
3: Nochebuena. Where
0: Nochebuena, I mean, that's a big thing. You know, December 24th, Christmas Eve and all of that. And it's just one of those things that, you you don't want to lose that 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 tradition, yeah. you know, whether it becomes smaller. Because I remember as a kid growing up, and it was like, you know, 30, 40, 50 people would show up. And now mm. we do it with my sisters. And it's maybe 20, 15, you know, it's smaller. Yeah. But it's like, no, we're still going to do it because, damn it, that's a tradition. And then when we get older, the kids will... Yeah, will yeah. have that in their head. Like this is what we do, quote unquote, yeah. regardless of language. Regard, you know. But th- you you keep that going, and, and it becomes even more important because we're not in our respective countries anymore, mm-hmm. right? You know. And for some of us, specifically, I mean, I, I've i told you this a couple of times. You know, like when you're Cuban American or Cuban, as is your case, you got here and you had nothing,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? So you don't have any physical hand me downs. You don't yeah. have that, you know. Heirloom. <laughs> oh, that heirloom. Thank you. I, was, I couldn't think of the word. I was like, you know, like the locket of your ta 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 abuela you know, that's been passed down, or the wedding rings that everybody gets. You don't have that. Or even so, furniture. For anything. So those traditions... Oh, yeah, so he caparate last generation. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. I, you know what? I think they could probably come over the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just throw them in there, they'll probably Bro, float.
3: Uh, I'm telling you, I've seen, I've seen some furniture that's like heirloom furniture, and you're like, damn, that's some throwback... Wood, um, what do they call it? Uh, walnut wood type, shit? That, yeah. Like, you can't even find this type of wood no more. Like no, no, no,
0: no. There are like carpenters who don't know how to make that, yeah, so, and that's what they do, you exactly. know. But that's that becomes that, you know, that those that's traditions, culture, yeah, those traditions have, have to replace that lack of that tangible
2: element because you don't have it and you never will. But yeah. I think, I think most kids now, I think they'll get there. You think when, so, yeah, I think they'll get there when they realize. I, well, I think kids grow up a wild. lot more. A lot more about understanding their culture
0: is not something to tamp down. You know, you were in the world now. I think there was a time where you assimilate. Yeah, you know, lose the language, change the last name. You know, yeah. become because, American. Because and I, that's not I, the
2: case as I much anymore. Because, as well. That's not something that I embraced because I remember I used to watch like sitcoms. Yeah, you know, I used to watch Growing Pains, Who's the Boss, Full House, The Cosby Show. You know, and I'm like. They don't. They don't eat picadillo. They eat like meatloaf, right? Or like I don't know, uh, spaghetti meatballs, right? Yeah. Like we don't eat that in my house. Or get an allowance. Well, I got an allowance. Oh, you got an allowance. I, wow. did. Oh, I did. I did, I but because allowance.
0: I well no, but I had to, Chapi. I had to do all right. the chores, what and I would mean? get like ten dollars a week. Yeah. I do
2: all that, and I still get shit. It's me. like oh, no. you gotta go do all that shit. <laughs> but, oh, but, but you oh, know oh, what? He's, he's second generation. I'm first generation. For, I'm, I'm one and a half. One and <laughs> a half, because his parents his parents came here when they were very young. They went, yeah. time, they came, okay. went to high school. My year.
0: my mother came, I think she was like ten, and my dad was like eight okay. or nine. So I mean, they were they they grew up in this
3: country essentially. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but I... like if you come straight from Latin America, there's no such thing as allowance. No, 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 no. It's like you're doing that shit just because you're my kid. Like okay, that's what you, that's food. what you do. Yeah, exactly. That's, you that's your allowance. you live in this house. Yeah, you got electricity. You got AC. But but you know what?
2: It it really does give you a A really interesting perspective, because when I was a kid, I understood I very much understood my parents' struggles. My okay. dad had three jobs, all right my mom used to clean houses up until I was like eight or nine years old, okay, and I remember being ten years old and my I got my first pair of Jordans, right yeah, and I remember that it was so like God like yeah, my parents spent a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, I remember that like yeah. I understood th- what they had to do to get me that. Where that is that I do think is a disconnect nowadays. Kids are like whatever. They don't even know have they a concept know, yeah. of yeah. where that came from. Um like when I got, you know, a Nintendo, right? When I got a Nintendo, and I still have my Nintendo and my original cartridges. Mm-hmm. I only have like 10 of them. Yeah. Why? Do you remember how much cartridges were? They were like, like 75 bucks. You know? They were, they were expensive. like 50 75 yeah. bucks. My parents couldn't be spending 75 pesos, you know, in un juego de Nintendo. Yeah. But I remember when I got my Nintendo for Christmas. Christmas in 1988. Mm. I was like, "Oh my god. This is like this is my like my world, yeah. you know?" And I understood the sacrifices they had to make. To, to get us there. Just like when we used to go to Disney World, you know, seven of us in a Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> thinking back on it. Like, I'm like, how does seven people fit in that car? Uncomfortably. But, but somehow, you know.
3: <laughs> I, I remember those experiences. Likewise, my mom cleaned houses until I was probably like 14 years old. And like, all those experiences you, you're talking about, I went through that. Like, I remember the first pair of Nikes, not even Jordans that my mom bought me. And I, was, I took care of that shit. Like, it was, bro, I would... Put them on for five seconds and come home and clean them and put them in the box. I kept the box for almost ever. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and yeah, nowadays the kids don't understand the sacrifices that the parents have to go through to acquire those things, right? It's because I don't know. I don't understand what it is. I know that in my experience, I physically saw what my parents were going through. And I would also participate. Like when my mom would go clean a house on the weekend, she would take me. Right. And she would be right. like, oh, uh, you know, my cu- mom used to do the same that. thing, but like claro. summer and all that. Yeah. You, you didn't have, you didn't have an option take to, take to stay her? home. Yeah. You don't have yeah. nobody you to Because yeah. my
2: grandmother used to go help out my mom clean houses. Yeah. You go, how would you
3: you that? Go get the mop, go get the water, go get this, this, all of that shit until like 12 But that instilled
0: like a, for lack of a better word, like in in immigrant work ethic yeah. in us, right? Because when you, I mean, again, I slightly different situation on my end, but like my dad would do like side jobs. My dad worked for Bell South for years. Mm-hmm. Would do side jobs with like people who were build buildings, and he would go run the cable. I would go. Mm-hmm. You open the. I could probably run a phone cable in a building <laughs> to this day. You, you but know what you I, learn what it is to like. Okay, you want something, you gotta go and get it and yeah. make yeah. it happen. You know what I
2: think also is a big difference. And, and maybe your experience was very similar, is that I also understood, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my parents didn't speak the language. And, you know, at that point in time, they were immigrants. They had been here less than 10 years. Yeah. They had these, like, you know, I got my mom clean houses. My dad had three jobs. He worked in a discount and all that. And I remember very clearly people taking advantage of them, mm. you know, and yeah. how they were, in many cases, abused. Like, I remember my mom used to work, at a place where they spent like a month and a half without paying her. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, and cuando pagaron a cheque And I feel that like those are stories that when you come from an immigrant family yeah. are very similar. Yeah. You know, they take advantage of you. They think that because, you know, whatever scrap they give you, you're going to be like, "Oh you know? yeah." Um and I remember that. And I think obviously because that's not our experience yeah. as first generation, you know, We have more stability, right? That's something that, in terms of our kids, they see less of that struggle.
3: It also builds up tenacity. It also builds up, like, you go through adversity very young. Like, myself, I started working at eight years old, bro. And I tell everybody, like, yo, you were working at eight? Yeah. My dad, literally, he would put me to work. He would take me. He worked for himself, like, doing scrap meddling. And he would take me to the junkyard where he had all his scrap metal, and he would tell me, quita ese tornillo. And I would be sitting mm-hmm. there all day taking off tornillos yeah. and all that yeah. shit to go sell aluminio, to go sell yeah. some aluminum yeah. or something like that. I was eight years old doing this shit, and this was like not like on the summers. I'm talking about like
2: after school, after I did <laughs> yeah, my homework,
3: yeah. I would go fucking with my dad and go do this shit. Yeah. So it's like that builds up like that tenacity in you that I kind of like see go to the wayside. Like as the generations go by, it was like you don't have to go through that because you have another level of comfort. But that's the goal,
0: right? Is it though? But but in the the thing, in the sense is that you know, every generation wants to improve upon the last, right? So, you know, my grandparents came to this country with you know with nothing, right? Like I'll use my my mom's parents as the example like my mom will tell stories where like they would drive by like Coral Gables yeah. to look for like la gente que botaban like the used furniture because yeah. that's where you could find the nice furniture right. on the on the curb and you take it home with you right mm-hmm. I never experienced that growing up we went to rooms to go yeah. right but like and now you know my nephews will go on you know freaking Wayfair yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean like but you know the the idea is that you don't want the next generation to have to go through that but then what do you what do you give up or where's the balance
2: exactly
0: where's the balance of right it, right but, but
2: but you have to be conscious about it because i know that with my kid and obviously i spoil my kid in a way that my parents couldn't spoil me yeah. but i check myself very Quickly with yeah. that. Because, like, my my, my parents, le, vamos a comprar el niño I'm like, no, 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 you brought a niño last week, this, and he played with her for five minutes, and then he lo tiró. Yeah. He's like, you don't need to bring him something. Yeah. And even me, sometimes I catch myself in the store, and I'm like, oh, like, he, you know, he was really into SpongeBob yeah. last year or some time ago. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him this of SpongeBob. I'm like... No, he has like 10 things of SpongeBob. Yeah. He doesn't need another one, yeah. right? So so you got to check yourself. It's too.
3: a it's a very it's a very hard thing to like traverse being a Latino after the first generation because like your template is not going to work right. for here for the United States. Your template is your parents who are doing it just getting here mm-hmm. and just learning how it is. Now it's now it's you taking over and you have to push the 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 generations forward. You don't have that template. You don't know how to like keep that hardcore tenacity and all of that grit but at the same time like
2: provide them with all the comforts of being of a, an American yeah. like kid you know what I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, pre- I'm pretty hardcore with that I like when my kid was born I put him in one of those college plans yeah. but it's 50 grand Yeah, yeah you're not getting a full ride yeah, here like, you go here's some seed money Yeah, you go on and you do what you want yeah. but you know sometimes you know, rightfully so. People want to do the safety net for their kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Because yeah. you do want to prep them. And, you know, they don't have to worry about, like, if they could afford a book or something. But them, you don't want them to be so entitled that it's like, yeah, my parents are going to pay for my college. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not. My sister, <laughs> like, my sister did the same thing. She's yeah. like, we'll
3: help you where we can, but that's yeah. on you. And it takes away, like, it takes away that incentive. You yeah. know, if you do everything for your kid because you want them to have a better life than you did – then you're taking away incentive for them to do anything. Not just that yeah. you've raised a useless person, you've, but you know what? You've but, raised a but, burden but, on, on society. Going back to what we were talking about, Latin, <laughs> like you have about yeah. the
2: Latin experience, I'm very, very happy and fortunate that I went through that. You know that we no, without that. a doubt. Yeah, bro. I, I see it now on the other side, and I'm like, that was formative AF. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like 100 because that really, really put something in you that when you're around other people, as you say, Caucasians, yeah. it's like, me up. I've said this. I've said the story on our show a few times.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and this was one of the times that, you know, it was very obvious to me that even though in my particular case I could be white passing until yeah. I open up my mouth, yeah. Um, it's not the same, and they're never going to see you the same, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I remember that some years ago, um, there was somebody I was close to, and you know, their parents came from money. Very affluent, white, yeah. very Connecticut, very.
3: Whatever. Yeah. And, they couldn't be more of a wasp if they had a nest. I remember
2: that um, we were talking about that time about my law career and my office and yeah. all that stuff, and we're heading on to school. And somebody in his family tells me, Oh, honey, are you the first person in your family to go to college? In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn,
0: you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: I was like, what? Yeah. Would you have asked me that if my last name would have been Smith? Yeah. Like, of course you wouldn't have. Yeah. Right. But because you know I'm an immigrant. You think that we're all like un- alfabeto, yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. that you know just got can off a horse ba- yesterday. barely read and write yeah. so the fact that I went to college must have been quite like the wow yeah. he made like the his
0: village college, carried him there wild. you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
2: and, and I, I, I I struck back with a good one I'm like actually no <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually my brother is the global manager branch manager for one of the at that time Bank of America yeah. my cousin is an Emmy award-winning journalist and my cousin my other cousin' was like a, a brother of mine he's the head of MIS for the biggest health system in South Florida. So actually, I'm the underachiever. Yeah. <laughs> of The group. I see Because it's like, how dare you? Like.
3: That's how they. I mean, they they still view Latins that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I myself, as an Afro Latino, I still I still go places and people don't even know I'm Latin. Yeah. They'll They'll look oh, yeah. at me and they'll be like, "Where the fuck is this guy from?" Whenever I step into a place, people are always trying to figure out where the fuck I'm from. Yeah. And they can't pinpoint it, so it kind of bothers them. So then, when I start speaking Spanish, they'll be like, "Oh my god, one yeah. of those!" And I could see it. I could, I could see their face like, "Oh shit, this guy speaks right. Spanish." Isn't that the worst thing though? Where it's like where it bothers them
0: because they can't put you in the box. Yeah, that I mean, that's because my whole that's, life, what that's, that's what they want. That's what they or, want. Or once you,
2: once you open your mouth and you speak Spanish, they then, can put you then in not, the box. now they're comfortable. They're like, "Oh, he goes here." And, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's, and he's he's there. There. Latino But then the flip side is when you're white and Latin, it's like. Oh, that's even, yeah, that's even crazy. Oh, but you're white. And it's like, yes, because we come in different shades. Yes, we're not a monolith. There's
3: a bunch of us from top to bottom, man. I've been going off on that shit. I talked to you guys. Oh no, about that, it.
0: and and thank you for for ringing that bell because you've
2: you've been doing it and 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 it needs to be said. It really annoys the fuck out. I of mean, me like, it so annoys me that that this point in time that that like for example, we talked about it on our show two weeks ago. That bullshit that Jill Biden yeah. said, and I realized that wasn't even her. That was her speechwriter, but nonetheless, somebody in 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 the in the group. Yeah, that bullshit Political of like writer. the 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 tacos, the breakfast tacos of San Antonio. Yeah, and the, what did she said? Buddy. <laughs> Of hey, right of, I'm like, are you serious? Nah. Like,
3: we're we still doing that. Well, they're you're... trying to pander, and they feel like that's pandering. But they're not even
2: doing it right. They're not
0: right. Even, they're even doing it right. You right. 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 like, if you're gonna pander, at least and, and, the effort. And you're yeah. talking
2: about people that are progressives, yeah. you know, um, and I'm in that group. You're talking about people that. Are qualified to do this job. They didn't just pull They're somebody educated. Out of, the the person who who wrote that speech is somebody who was in politics, right?
3: But I I still feel. Look, we're gonna we could traverse into this space, but I feel like a lot of progressives are like these. These not in my backyard
2: progressives. Oh, for, for sure. Like for sure. it's like, like white everything white is, guilt is every is, everything
3: mm-hmm. is great and progressive if you fucking do it over there. Right, right. As long but as you're in your here, bodegas, exactly. Yes, but over sure. here, don't be progressive. For sure. Like for sure. In my fucking backyard and in my neighborhood, I don't want that progressive. That, that's right. interesting. Like, you're
2: saying that because like, that's what? one of the things. That, that's exactly. Um, it. <laughs> so I'm you know as you know I'm very involved in politics, yeah. and Specific specifically progressive policy uh, politics, and that's actually one of the things that. A lot of people talk about in terms of California. California has the highest percentage of progressive and liberal um, uh, uh, elected officials Mm -hmm. and city leaders and all that. And yet it has one of the biggest issues with homelessness and with uh, public housing and affordability and all that. Because a lot of people, because exactly of what you said, sure. not in my backyard. Yeah. Oh no, 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 we need we need affordable housing, but don't build it down the street from yeah. my house. No, that I would bring down my property. Yeah. There's back. a right. desert over there. Just put right. it there. Yeah, it's, right. you know that on, with everything. Yeah, yeah It's not only yeah, yeah. housing. It's like because with if only name, because you gotta, you gotta you gotta live your values. That's something I did a uh, a, a rant a couple of weeks ago yeah. when the whole thing with Roe versus Wade came out. Mm. I'm like, you gotta live your values. If you say that you're for this. Yeah, you know what? And they're gonna build it down your street, and it's gonna give people a chance to live, you know, in a better place or like affordable housing. Support it. Support it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind yeah. if down the street – and I'm a I own my house. Yeah, if down the street from my house there was a plan for affordable housing, it was a legit plan yeah. with like okay, I want to see budgets and I want to see plans and infrastructure. And I want to see the infrastructure. Legit, yeah. I wouldn't mind if they do it. See, Hago Ying Ancho, like I wouldn't mind if they do it because you gotta give people, you gotta give people a chance. But,
3: I mean, yeah. but people don't live their values. They don't. They don't. It's a lot of like, it's this like, this veneer, and I feel like social media, social media has has perpetuated that even more. It's like people used to. I don't feel like people used to be as I'm about this than as they are now. Like Say back in the day, the people time. maybe had like one or two things that they were about that they were a would, bumper sticker exactly right right but they weren't like this is me and da, da, da. now it's like you're putting it everywhere it's like this like me I have a big thing about climate change right yeah, climate yeah. change is huge on my list second really, on really we my hadn't list, noticed <laughs> <laughs> at all like, <laughs> like, you can tell what the fuck I'm thinking <laughs> about integrating Latin media getting all of us on yep. the fucking screens mm-hmm. that's one of my things second thing climate change things that are important right mm-hmm. like we're going to fucking all disappear in like 20, oh, yeah. 30 Speaking years. Speaking of here.
2: climate change, uh, this past week when we were on, on the cruise, I was watching nonstop BBC International mm. because I love BBC, but here in the US on the fire stick, you could only get BBC US, yeah. which is really frustrating. I was watching International. Dude, Europe was on fire. Yeah, it, it was like fire. literally on fire. Flames. It was like 107 in London, yeah. <laughs> in freaking London. Yeah. And they were saying that, you know, London doesn't have the infrastructure to support such. 放心 hot weather. They don't have
3: HVAC systems there.
2: Yeah, because it's usually very cold there. And I was even reading on how like in France, in southern France, it was also on fire. And the Bordeaux region, which is like where, where the wine comes are, from, yeah. it's yeah. like their Napa Valley. Yeah. It hasn't, the fires haven't come to the Bordeaux region yet, but they're adjacent. Yeah. So they were even saying how that's going to affect the taste of the crop.
3: Yeah, it gets drier air,
0: etc. Cetera, et cetera, And
2: it's like, you no, know, the caviar is burnt. No, but there's, there's still there's <laughs> I mean, still people bro, uh, that are deniers or just do give a fuck you know
3: i feel
0: like everybody just don't give a fuck (laughs) i think (laughs) it's true but i believe i agree with you i don't think it's a denying thing i think a lot of people are just like i'll be dead by then
2: no i think we we talked about it when you were on our show a couple of weeks ago when you co-hosted i think i think there's people that care now but i think the majority of people are going to care as what we talked about when you were on our show when it starts affecting their wallet. Yeah. When their property value the now went down. When their insurance has quadrupled or they won't insure them at all. Now it's well, when who all... left Florida the other day?
3: There was another insurance
2: company. Yeah, that, they're that, dropping that... like flies. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, and that's without a major hurricane. Right. Oh, yeah. We, we, we're still like, knock on wood, lucky. We haven't had an Andrew since the 92. And Andrew went through Homestead, bro. We're, I was talking about this with my, one of my good friends this week. And I was like, yo, if there's an Andrew... Go through the major corridor of Miami, like where the major population Done. centers are. Done. We're pretty much fucked. We're like, not only are we fucked, but no insurance carriers are gonna come here. Pack up and go. How you gonna insure your crib? Literally, mm. who the fuck is gonna insure your crib? Like, they'll be like, okay, we're out. Next one, you guys handle it yourselves. <laughs> and or then the next one comes, or some shit, and you're gonna like, oh. have to pay. Quadruple. I mean, you know, you, if if you could afford it,
2: right? right that's what I'm saying. At like that yeah point. but but options. you know, it's always good to see like people, you know, like you, um, Luis Aguirre, yeah, eh, Luis Aguirre, Andrew, Andrew, big on Andrew Otazo. Otazo. Oh yeah, Andrew Otaso is yes. a freaking that guy. He's, he's been on, he's out been all here. All trash from the yeah. mangroves. Yes. Bro. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy's legit. I I've gone the to two of stranded. his. I've got to two of his cleanups, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know how he could do it. Like I was like, like. I don't know. An hour into it, I'm like, I can't. Like, I, okay, sweltering it's sweltering hot. Yes, yeah. yes, You're in the
3: mangroves. Bro. You're in the mangroves. Yeah, like
2: you could touch the humidity. Yeah, <laughs> you could see that shit. It's, it's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's tough,
3: man. One time for Andrew Otasso and the Miami creation, man. Oh, because Andrew's it's awesome. Like, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but like that's that's something that's prominent, right? So those are like my two things that I know I'm talking about that I'm about. And everything else I have opinions on, but it's not like I'm fiery about it. Right. But it seems like everybody's fiery about every fucking thing now. Because everybody's clout chasing. Yeah. Everybody's clout. But then you're not really putting in any B- effort but to because any of Everybody now,
2: and every time I go on my, you know, you've seen my yeah. rants online. Every time I go on a rant, I'm like, people base their political opinions now, nowadays on memes. Yeah. They see a meme. That sticks to them, and that's it. They make their position. Or I love when people are like, "I did my research." Oh, and what was your research? You went to a Facebook page of somebody that thinks like you. That right. is your research. You went into your own bubble, right? Echo chamber, and you said, "Oh, this is my research."
3: And that—that's for both sides. Good luck. Yeah, that's, right. for, that's, both for, sides. It's like, that's for both sides. Everybody's like, if you're not really being a critical thinker, which is the biggest thing I feel is missing in the education system, is and, they're and not sure. teaching kids to be critical and, thinkers. And it has, to,
2: and 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 I think that you really have to be a critical thinker, especially when you're among your tribe mm-hmm. because that's something that i i've clashed with people in my tribe you know because and 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 we've talked about it on our show about the term latinx
3: yeah yeah
2: it's like i i was in a last year i was part of a um like certification for like by the democratic party to mm-hmm. work in politics and um most of the people there were white from like the Midwest, like Wisconsin, Minnesota, yeah. um, young, like 21, 22 years old. You know yeah. when you think you know it all yeah. and you're going to run the world, the world. And I remember that one time they were, we were talking about that term and we were like in a in a, in a like chat, like, like a breakout, breakout room. A breakout room, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for. And um, they kind of all attacked me for saying that because I don't like that term. I don't like to use that term. For myself, that's if you want to be called Latinx, I will call you Latinx until the cows come home. But I don't like I don't identify with that term. And they were all like telling me, not telling me off, but they were all like, well, you know, the English language evolves, and uh, the camera moved. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the language old. the um, the uh, English language evolved, and that's an evolution, and blah 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 blah. And the first time I heard that term was, and I remember you were the one who pointed it out, was with people that were. Um, trans in the trans community Mm -hmm. and they they preferred that word Mm -hmm. well i'm not trans so i i shouldn't be taking up that space as to who should use that Mm -hmm. term or not but i am latin yeah i was born in a latin american country so you you know rebecca from wisconsin (laughs) you are not gonna tell me in my space what i should identify as yeah you know what and if you think that my term is not progressive enough you know what F you yeah. because you that is the ultimate that's form of privilege. White guilt. That is the ultimate form of privilege that you think that you know more about my tribe and my people and my culture, and my heritage. Than I do. Yeah, it's like who do you think you are? That's a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. It's like who do you think you are? I respect if you want to be called that, I will call you that. Bad. But don't give You're me. You're not a gonna shit. tell me what I don't need to. Don't tell be. me I'm not woke or progressive or I'm backwards because I don't like that term yeah. as to my heritage. Yeah, it do, I mean, to me, it's
3: really never made sense because, like, it doesn't come from us. It's like if it comes from us, then okay, you. then use it. Like that's right. something that we're trying to push forward. But if it comes from another place, it's like. That's not us. That's something else. D- that tu familia for us.
2: colombiana. Oye, <laughs> ustedes saben que somos ahora Latinx. So they'll be like, oye. Be, bro, they'll they'll sell you like, to That week, callate. They'll they'll like, que you que of- they will, they will <laughs> pull you back to
0: Colombia for but a couple like, of weeks dude, it, to re indoctrinate you, to all, just get it out of you. All, like
2: And this ties back to what we spoke about at the beginning. Every single poll yeah. that overwhelmingly that has been taken mm-hmm. among Latins yeah. show that they prefer to be identified from their country of origin. 100%. Right, Colombiano, Peruano, so, Exactly. Yeah. Right, right, or even Latin or Hispanic. Yeah. But stop it with this bullshit. This is not what people like. Are there certain people that identify with it? Sure. Yeah. You know, um, and that's fine, but don't, you know, it's like fetch from mean girls. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. Right. Don't force it on people. And if, if language really does evolve, it evolves organically, yes. it doesn't evolve like forcing it's not forced, it, yeah, like right. down somebody's throat, yeah. And, man. You know. Yeah. these <laughs> are the these
3: are like the various like things that are affecting the latin community right like how we're talking about creative like latin's not being able going into creatives because right. they have that like you know that that guilt and these are all things that like only not only but primarily affect us right because like we all share these experiences now moving forward like going into like we're going into 2022 right 2023 yeah, I was going to say, coming, yeah, 2023 is around the corner. Yeah, we're going into 2023. We, I feel like the Latin community here is coalescing in the United States. Like, we're all starting to, like, know we're here type of situation. Mm-hmm. We're, like, we're not just segmented. Like, before it's always been fragmented and segmented. I feel like we're all coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having a lot of, like, uh, discussions with creators from Texas, Houston. Uh, I've had a couple from, like, Wisconsin. Like, it's... Like Latins from different parts that are like finding other Latins doing creative things or in in, in media in general mm-hmm. how do you how do you how do we as a collective bring that forth. Because we're both in media. Like, you guys are in media. I'm in media. We're both Latinos. Obviously, we're from Miami, so it's like everybody here is Latino. So we all, like... We don't even think about it. Like, I'm just going to collab with you guys because you're my boys. You know what I'm saying? Right, not
0: because we're Latino, but because we're... Right, right. But
3: if it's like a nationwide thing, I'm going to try to look out for another Latino if I'm going to collab on something, you Mm -hmm. know, in
2: in Tennessee or some shit like that. Because I think, and you could probably speak to this more than I can, because I think that finally... Their, the content out there whether it be you know like podcasts or even sitcoms you know and so on and so forth is finally being done by creatives that are Latin so mm. it's by Latin and not only by Latins for Latins I mean it's for everybody but it's it, it finally has an authentic mm-hmm. voice whereas before you know again there's something we always say in our podcast when you would have Content that was written by like white Caucasians mm-hmm. about Latin people be like que caliente está esta fiesta, that's not
0: Spanglish, that's barely Spanish. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who speaks like that? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Because that was what they thought we are. Yeah, and it's always wrong.
3: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent is always wrong. They're not,
0: you know, yeah.
2: they're part of the culture. No, I
0: mean, and we we still got ways to go, but you know, I think there's uh, to piggyback off what you're saying, you know. Latinos have always been, you know, it's like, oh, the the what is it, the, the majority minority, right? Like, yeah. in, I, by, I forget the year now, we're going to be like, you know, X amount of the percent of the yeah. population, et cetera, et cetera. And what we're seeing now, I think, is, you know, that representation more authentically, like you were saying, because we're also not just, I, there's a certain degree of demo, d- democracy to content creation now okay. with, with, you know, the YouTubes and the Instagram. There's yeah, no more gatekeepers. Right. So, we are like oh wait a minute we can actually have our podcasts yeah. are the perfect example of that right where it's like no no i'm going to tell you what it is like to be a you know colombian american in miami because that's what I am, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, right? Like nobody's going to come and be like, "Oh, here's the script changes for mm. what for, you know." Focus groups have said, you know, you're not Colombian enough, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. but, and that's, oh, I wish but that's, that but that's what would happen before. I mean, like, and again, I, I'm going to go way back in the wayback machine to yeah. I Love Lucy, yeah, right. Desi Arnaz was literally one of the producers of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not talking that he was yeah. just a hired actor; like he owned the damn show. Yeah. Okay. Whenever they show these snippets of like, you know, oh, my family from Cuba. Oh, we went to Cuba. It's like, but I didn't know Guadalajara was in Cuba. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's very Mexican, It's some burros right? and, and piñatas. And, and, and it's that, right? Cut to now where literally I was just reading actually Jenny Lorenzo posted because her her co-host on the Hyphenated Podcast, Joanna Hausman, I believe that's her name. She's half Venezuelan, if they're half or full Venezuelan. Mm-hmm. She's working right now with a studio at Disney Channel for an animated original that the leads, the family is going to be Venezuelan.
1: Mm. A, cartoon, a cartoon, a yeah. cartoon on
0: Disney. The the family is, it's not going to be that they're going to, I mean, maybe I'm sure they might eat an arepa, you know, yeah. but, but it's not that, right? It's just they're going to be speaking English, yeah. but the family is Venezuelan. Venezuelano. But yeah. you know what? That right? That's a great example. That would have never yeah. happened.
3: Encanto. Encanto is the best, bro. Yeah.
2: Encanto,
3: like, Disney's doing it right. Right. I don't know en- the fuck. Encanto
2: fun. is unapologetically Colombian yeah. without it being like, we're Colombian yeah. people. This is how we live. It was like
3: authentic. Yes. Yeah. Right.
2: It was like, this is who we are and that's it. Yeah. This is like... This is how it is. Yeah.
3: And we're just telling a story in this in this space. Right. That's basically right. like the spaces. Normally, if we weren't here, this is how it would go down. But we're just telling the story in this space. Yeah. And a lot of... Disney, once again, is, is like taking charge. A lot of other... Uh, media companies are doing that. Unfortunately, like I always say, Univision and, and Telemundo are on the wayside in the back. I don't know
2: what the fuck they're doing. They're on some sleeping they giant are, type they're, shit. They're the
3: Napsters.
0: Of, but what, you what know, do you they're like, like they're going to get left behind but eventually. But wouldn't
2: you also say that Univision and Telemundo, maybe you could speak to this better... They have a much older demographic. That is true. That is school. true. It is, it is
0: an older demographic, specifically Univision. Um, they have the lion's share
2: just by virtue of being
0: around the longest in terms of just ratings and all that. But it does skew much older. Um, to Telemundo's credit... Take that with a grain of salt. I love you, Telemundo. I'm not not, not trying to say anything bad about Telemundo. Fuck you, Telemundo. I'm not trying to say that. The the views expressed by Darwin are not the views of Let me tell you. Um, you See me in the street, but (laughs) you know what they're trying to do is they are trying to skew younger. You know, compared to Univision is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm talking about the two big ones right now. Are they doing it? Are they doing it
2: properly? It's 2022 No, no, no. no, I'm not. I'm not. not. Are they trying to skew younger by having ex (laughs) Right, right. Are they
3: dragging their feet on this like
0: a motherfucker? Now, the the problem with that is that they're still, to your point, both of them are still holding on to an old business model, which is we are Spanish language and Spanish language, and that's it, and we cannot get out of this box. But they are thinking we're Spanish language, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Right. And and you know what's so. And I think it's. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you know, one of the biggest, and this is not even recent ish, but do you, you, I know you remember this. Years ago, Telemundo was their first attempt at original programming, right? Was that they were going to do reboots, or not reboots, but Spanish versions of English language shows. Mm. Estamos Unidos? No, not even that. No, like this one? No, I'm going way back. What was the first thing that they did? They went back to 1974, Mm. and they grabbed Simon and Simon and Charlie's Angels. and Ángeles and and Ángeles. Reyes y Rey uh, Rey and Ángeles. And what they did was they dusted something off from 1970-whatever. Cristian
2: de la Fuente. Dressed them up in
0: the clothing of the late 90s. And now that was their attempt to modernize. And, and So even when they're trying to modernize, they're doing it from a template that is a good 20 and, years and, old. And,
2: like, for example, Telemundo now, um, going to what you're saying in terms of content, they're running Turkish soap operas, yeah. which are huge hits. Yeah. They make the money, but it's not even original content. It's a Turkish, a Turkish soap opera that's dubbed in Spanish. So right. it's like I feel that it's
3: okay. – and, <laughs> and they it's have like, to change because if you they,
2: because, you know what, if they've got – oh, I think this turned off.
3: Oh yeah, it's, it's all good. You still oh, okay.
0: got Okay. All right. Um, no, because you know now, especially because Telemundo's part of NBC. Yeah. So you would think, okay, NBC of,
3: Universal's doing
0: great they're, things. They're, on the they're doing side. good. They're doing good. They're 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 you know making progress, shall we say? Like, they're bringing in that's, diversity, that's, equity, and inclusion. Exactly. But I don't understand what Telemundo's doing. If you want that to translate, especially now with Peacock, want que tell la pila. I mean, but they're, because streaming is not going to wait for you to catch up. Okay, I understand streaming. What you're ne- saying. Streaming, um, but what I'm saying is, great Telemundo, you're trying. Okay, pat on the back. But you're in the streaming world now, yeah. And streaming is not going to wait for anyone, yeah. I mean, so you d- need to like just jump those hurdles and get to where you need to be, and go talk to NBC how they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, they are and NBC, bring it over. Better want
3: to talk to whoever's in. That, you know, there's, there's, there's the- a guy Bo Ferrari on top of NBC on top of Telemundo and, and Univision. It. Yes, he does. Yes, okay, for. Bo Ferrari, he's running that. Both so, of them? Yeah, he oh. runs both.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. He runs
3: Telemundo was... en Univision. This guy's the guy at the top. Outside of that, the next person over is NBC Universal. So it's like hes he might not be making programming decisions because, of course, he's not. The bug making, stops with him, though. But the bug stops with him, right? You're, you have this 1950s template where you say, okay, um, we're going to cater to these people. But that's even in the 1950s, there were Afro-Latinos and there was indigenous people and there was because, like a,
0: a whole well, entire spectrum. But the, but the 1950s the was a whole but other but scenario but of I racism think, and that I discrimination. Think, I think with what you're going – I think <laughs> I mean, was,
2: there was layers upon layers upon layers of discrimination what you're saying, going on then. <laughs> Darwin, and again, I think I mentioned this when you were on our show um, a and, and I'll make the parallel to it again. It's kind of like here in Miami, I told you, when you yeah. go to South Miami Hospital where the elevators are, yeah. they have mm. a whole wall of the board of directors of, of South Miami Hospital. There's like 30 of them. yeah. And of the 30, 28 are white men. <laughs> There's like the one black guy and the one woman. yeah, Right? And the other ones are white. That's clearly not representative of Miami. Of course. Right? At yeah. all. And I think that that extends over to corporate America. Yeah. Yes, we are filling up more spaces, but we're still not in that like top, top executive level. And if in uh, un, until you don't have people in those executive positions, it's harder. And I'm going to bring it back to something Gina Torres said when she was on our show. So, Gina Torres, when she auditioned for um, the show she's in now, uh, Lone Star 911, uh, mm-hmm. which is on CBS. Okay. okay? So, um, on Fox, I'm sorry. This is a major network yeah, major show, network. right? She. Told the, um, I guess the executive producer or whatever that she wanted her her character to be Afro Latina because yeah. G- Gina Torres always plays black like African American yeah. right, and she said it on her show that she the producer was like you know what you're right what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> but but they didn't assume that they knew. Right. Exactly. But the fact that they didn't know, you know, and I they do at least they
3: catered to it. And They, they did. They, 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 and they did. were like, okay, let's so try. They were willing so to stop. hear. So credit, exactly. credit,
2: you know, is due. But the fact that they, you know, it's like you're. But I mean,
3: in the I, I, I give all of that away. I, I understand that. But within the Latin community, you're not dumb. Within the Latin community, you know the demographics. You see the numbers. Oh, yeah. You see like there's a UCLA, um, entertainment. Uh, report that comes out every year. Mm-hmm. They they talk about diversity in ma- in media, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. They say clearly, like, everybody who's watching anything, if they see anybody that they associate with and they see, they will they will stick to it longer than anything else. Oh yeah. That's these that's, are these that's are psychology. Like psychology, like bro, there and, and then you look at the American uh, Latin American population, mm-hmm. over forty percent. It was like thirty eight percent um, close to forty percent of of Latinos self-identify as Afro-Latinos or as mulattoes. or in It's like this is almost half of all the Latinos here in the United States. There's 140 million plus Afro-Latinos in the in South America and Central America. Like these are huge demos, bro. It's not like I'm yeah. not talking about like little baby demos. Right. Right. I'm talking about huge motherfucking demos that are completely being ignored. Like, right, you don't even exist. Right and it's in and, and on the in the one side where they could make automatic change is in the nightly news cuz news is daily and you have somebody there True. daily an anchor they bring in one afro latina she's barely seen uh with with Jorge Ramos on the on the Univision thing and it's like oh we're diversified no my dog like that's not the there's not one Afro Latino in the demo. Like <laughs> at least <laughs> Oh, we covered him. We're good. We're good. The We're like, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like these big, these big gaps that right. they're just, it seems like they're purposely ignoring. Because there's no other there's really no other explanation for me. For you to ignore such a big ass demo, yeah, who could make you so much money. It's just like, why are you doing this? You're either you know racist, it? which I don't I don't I don't think everybody's racist. But if you're doing it purposely, continuously then it's going to lead me to say, fuck, that's some racist shit right there. Mm-hmm. You know I what I'm saying? I, I, I'm i sure there's an
0: element of that. I'm not going to take away yeah. that. But I think there's also something to be said of like, you know, uh, you don't know what you don't know, right? And if and – if, no, no, I'm saying if you don't even – if it's not even on your radar, oh. hmm, you're not even going to think about that's it. That's why I- – And then on the flip side, what's even worse in my opinion is when they try something, right, yeah. once – and they're like, oh, we tried it. We tried it and it didn't work. It didn't because that happens to me yeah. all the time in my day job with yeah. advertising. Okay, my background is multicultural marketing. Okay. Whenever we do multicultural marketing to reach Hispanics, yeah. we have to, we, well, I'm client side now, but yeah. we would have to go and fight for those dollars, okay, yeah. from the client to give us to put together an actual multicultural campaign. Mm-hmm. And on more than one occasion, what I would hear is, No, we tried that 10 years ago, and it didn't really work. (laughs) 10 years ago. That was wild. You mean to tell me that in 10 years, you haven't even thought about doing it again? Mm -hmm. That maybe you did it wrong? That maybe you just didn't have the right campaign? You didn't have the right concept? You weren't have the right market reach? Whatever the case may be, but they did it once. And it didn't – I don't even know what didn't work means, right? Because – when you do something f- for the first time, you can't expect the results of something you've been doing for seventy-five years. Yeah, you have to give it five years,
2: you know, time. You give it some time to, to drip. build.
3: Yeah, right. Start dripping. But dripping, I dripping. think,
2: and they're, quick, you, to, you they're need, quick to, pull the plug. You need a diversification of the boardroom. That's it's at. I, Absolutely. I think it is. You need a, diver- a diversification of the boardroom, and I think that boardrooms across different, you know, entities, not just entertainment, are still filled with like white men. Yeah. And the, and the really sad part is that representation
3: matters and where you see yourself the most is in media, you yep. know. And if like me as an Afro Latino kid growing up, I didn't see nobody on, on the television that I could aspire to be like, oh, my God, that's somebody who's like doing shit, you know. And that's a sad thing. And it's 2022. I understand back then I, it, it wasn't even it's not even right back then. But I understand that the time was different and it was fucking whatever. Right.
2: Dude, it's fine. Fine. Whatever the fuck happened then,
3: it happened then. It's 2022. (laughs) It's
0: almost 2023. 2023. Almost 2023.
2: 2023. (laughs) These soap operas that were so popular in the 80s and 90s, even the early 2000s, where they would put like the indigenous people as like illiterate or like like, La la Bruja or like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, we love Talia, but it's like, man, Talia's soap operas like were were very egregious. If you, if you look at it, if you look at it from that perspective, they're, they're racist as fuck. Yeah, like, you're like, what you the know? fuck? what do all the indigenous people <laughs> mean? Hello, pero me? corazón was basically a mammy. Yeah, who, uh, yes,
0: yes, I mean, she, she was. was, she was a Mexican mammy. Wh- 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 you know, uh, uh,
2: was that? that was Marimane. Yeah, that she was actually Cuban. She was uh, a and she, yeah, she, she was the, a mammy. Who, yeah, was and and that
3: this world. was in the late nineties. Wild. And this is, and the thing is that I always feel like, Latin, like American culture is is progressive and moving forward, but Latin culture stays stuck in the same. Why do you think same, that is? I don't know, bro.
2: I because I because really, I, I do feel that way as well, and I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's why I'm. I'm I, I really think never, I think it's a more conservative culture. I think religion has a lot to do with it. Um, I don't know, bro. I, I think I, it's. I think it's a lot of factors. It's it's a mm-hmm. lot of factors. I mean, it's
3: it's tough to like. Pinpoint it, but it's just I. F- the old guard doesn't give up quick. Doesn't give up their. They don't. They it, just. They, don't. they will fucking until they're in the grave. You know, type of situation. Yeah. So it's like I feel that's that has to do with it. But also like at the same time, like Latinos, we just don't. We don't focus on those things. We're like so focused on getting it and like trying to trying to come up. That things like representation in media and things like that—they don't really register as much as they should, where because we're not aware of that we're like, oh, we're trying to put the food on the table. We're trying to, we're trying to buy a house. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. All those other things. Those are those are objectives that my my children might have to deal with.
2: Yeah, and yeah, but I think I think to what we're talking to, and and it goes to what you're seeing, um, just. And we could talk about this because we're we're Latin, so we could talk about ourselves like yeah. this. We can <laughs> talk but about just, the shit we want about our own that, people. Damn it! That's but, what it comes but, down but to. <laughs> if, if you come to think about it, it's 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 backwards in so many ways because Latin media, in particular, still has shows that are super you know objectifiable of oh, women. Hundred percent. You know, that, like, that sometimes I see that, and I'm like, and they're the protagonists, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, like I look at it, I'm like, okay. Do you really need the half-naked woman yeah. at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. Like, I mean, let's really think about the, the <laughs> basics here, you know? That's so, and, that's so Latin, And uh, that's yeah. something that you would never see on English television. Never!
3: <laughs> you <know>? Never, like... <laughs> Like fucking what was the Alakama uh, uh, con con We were talking about the other day. Yeah, yeah. that's just wild, bro. That like, shit went out with Dean Martin, my friend. That show was wild, and even to this day, I see shows like on um, Mega TV where like there's a guy like talking oh, and there's
0: Me- like
2: Pero Mega TV is the worst. there's a the girl worst. in a g-string um, doing yeah. her the worst, fucking. The worst offenders, Mega TV. <laughs>
3: it's like, <laughs> but
2: on all fronts, and even like with like gay characters, yes. it's like every single like gay trope and it's, stereotype. It's, yes, They're always right. a hairdresser. It, yeah. Yes. It's yes. always like I don't know. Two generations behind, yes,
3: you know. Bro, us Latinos, we're we're slow when it comes to those social <laughs> movements, bro. Like we need a we need to but like that's what we're here for, because maybe like our parents are are in that situation. But we're 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 aware of both worlds. We're aware of how it works in right. Latin America and how it you, works you, you in the You have the to American, be aware of both worlds. You gotta yeah. be aware of because both. Because you words. have to be
2: able to to do that.
3: And we gotta push them forward. We gotta be like, yo, guys, you guys gotta do better, man. Yeah, I, I I actually have
2: bro- a, I have a question for you. Go ahead, my dad. And I have a I don't know if it could be a topic or whatever. Go ahead. But especially, you know, somebody like you who is a creative and you're very 305. So what are we doing about these uh, implants that are coming down from up north down here that are... Trying
3: uh, to ruin the 305 vibe, basically. Uh, That was a topic that I wanted to touch
0: on, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like... Look, see that's what happens when when we know each other. See, we can we help each other out. on the, on the Yeah, topics. Miami
2: already opened up what's that salad place? Sweet greens. Oh, but the sweet greens good. I'm not sweet. saying it's not good, but it's like twenty bucks for a salad. For a salad, you know, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's
0: pricey. <laughs> pricey. No, el Como now is the Starbucks that's coming to La Ocho. Yeah, there's one coming right. Where the Burger King used to be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: That's the best way to put it. It's It is. I mean, I think it there's, is. There's two sides to it. If you're coming from New York and you want to simulate to our culture. I'm down for that 100%. Do your thing. You still have your little, your flavor. I'm from the Bronx type shit or whatever the fuck, but assimilate and and do things how we do it over here, which I've come into contact with a couple of creatives like that. I'm super down for that. It's like, yo, that's what's up. I like it. I mean, I understand you're, you're pricing everybody out because you got a shitload of bread. You sold your little rat hole for 1.2 million. That's, you know, that's something outside, you know, like you can't, I, I can't really control that. Um, but the ones that are trying to change the culture, trying to make our, their culture here, first of all, it's not going to work. It's going to be... Uh, locals aren't going to show up to your shit. You know, it's going to be like you Crypto and the... bro, like <laughs> Exactly. You and the other three fucking people who moved here last week or some shit, right? Like, oh, this is the space. It's not going to work. You're You're looking like an ass in front of all of us because your little small community, even though it might make a lot of noise... Isn't the fucking majority? It's not. they doing whatever the fuck is. It's just like you're doing it wrong, bro. Like you're 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 only making yourself look stupid, and real in reality, you're only make and you're bringing out, like you're 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 like making yourself a target type of situation. Like you're the idiot type of situation. Like okay, that's the dumbass that I have to stay away from and like not even pay attention to and those things. But let, let me ask you: those this, are the so, people because those are the people who say things like you know, oh, you're from here. Yeah. It's like, yes. I've never
0: met somebody I've from Miami. I've never met from Miami. And I'm like, right, because you never go because past you don't get la, la Primera. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It, in Brickle, nobody's from here. Fast. Right. Exactly. Go to La Cientotrenti Pico.
2: Go to Hialeah, man. Right, well, <laughs> go to Hialeah and
3: tell me you never met nobody Well, but let Miami. me ask
2: you this, though. Do you think that as more, more people come, because these aren't people that are interested in the culture here. No. They aren't. They're probably, they probably even look down upon it a little bit. Yeah. Because... Our culture is very Latin. Yeah. It's very in your face. It's very loud. It's not sophisticated. Like, let's let's be honest. All right, Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, it's not, (laughs) but but that's who we are, you know. Um, Do you think, though, that as more and more of them come... And eventually, there is going to be a certain amount of rejection, yeah. right? Because that, that's not who we are. That's not who you are. And yeah. you don't care to know about us. That they're eventually just going to turn right back around. No, nah, and... I
3: think what they're going to do is they're just going to build their own little enclaves. You that's what so? they're doing, yeah. I mean, that's what Brickle is. It's a own little enclave for out-of-towners. And they live in Brickle. And they could say they live in Miami. But they really never experienced real Miami. And they do their shit in, in Brickle. And then all the locals just avoid brickle. Like, basically, everybody I know doesn't go to South Beach anymore. Literally. I don't know anybody who goes to fucking South Beach for anything. Okay. Why? Because it's all tourists and all touristy shit. It's nothing that you're going to enjoy something local, right? I go to the beach. I go to Hallandale, bro. I go up, I'll go to the beach up up there instead of going to South Beach.
2: I go to 69th Street. I go to
3: Manolo's.
0: <laughs> I go to haul over, but I'm a little more adventurous exactly. than some. So,
3: like, nobody's really going to Sobe <laughs> yeah. or shit like that. That's where it started off. That's where, like, the culture was when, you know, when fucking Madonna and, and, and Steven Prince uh, and a, Larios a, bought a house yeah. and day Ocean day Drive? And all of that, and Yuka and all of that back, back the, in the day. The Versace Mansion. Versace like that, yeah. Mansion. But, like, now nah, that's something that locals don't fuck around with. And Brickle's fastly becoming the same thing. And it's just going to be like those are the enclaves where those people hang out. And it's just filled of tourists and, like, transplants. That's it. it but, you
2: know, it, it bothers me. Because, like, I go to downtown mm-hmm. and I go to Brickle And I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like, gorgeous. It, it, it's beautiful. And it sort of bothers me that mm-hmm. that people from here have had to leave that area. You well, know, I for, for feel... different reasons. But, but it's not our... Well, I think they've had to leave, but they just don't, they don't find it appealing. Yeah, there's nothing a, there's there's there for me. There's nothing there for me. Right, yeah, exactly. But, right. but, but for but all the reasons you just said.
3: Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, 100%. It's, there's nothing there for me anymore. It's like, and I feel like everybody feels that way. The only people that I know that go to Brickell are like little young college students that go out Man. drinking and partying there. And that's about it. Anybody else, I, literally, I don't know nobody else that will be like, oh, let's go hang out at Brickle. Like, what? No. I don't hear that. It'll be like... Let's go to fucking... I'll go to Wynwood. Let's go to Alapata. Let's go to Hialeah. Let's go to, you know, let's go drink at, at, at uh, Leah Arts District. Let's go do no, these things. Let's go drink now on Bird Road. Yeah, let's <laughs> go drink beer. Yeah. Let's go... I get a lot of invites They have like the that.
2: best Dominican bakery in Alapata. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, I know what you No joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. So good. But yeah, no, it, it's... It bothers me because I feel that, like... M- Miami has gotten to where it has been by so much blood, sweat, and tears by so many people already and so many different communities that have come here. And illegalities along the way. As we (laughs) do. That were very unique to Miami. 100% Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I mean. Lil, it snowed here for a little bit. It snowed here for a little bit. Billy Corbin may have a thing or two to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. which, by the way, I, I called you to tell you. Congrats on yeah, that! that you, was man. a phenomenal. I, trip. I called you to tell you because you know Billy Corbin's not an easy one, and that was a great conversation. Thank you, man. That I was a great it. conversation. I had fun with him. Um, but it's like we worked so hard to get here because if you think about like that old school Miami you were talking about about Madonna and Lattes yeah. and all that in the '90s, that was all by. That was all built by on the backs of so many people, you know that yeah. were from here. No, I were, mean that's
3: what brought
2: Madonna here, right? That culture, right? right. That's what brought Steven
3: Stallone here. Right, that right. culture from
2: like people that worked hard and made it and brought that here. Yeah, and now to see like these people that just don't care about the culture that are trust fund babies or they have all this, you know, technology money. Although it, it, yeah. it doesn't even have to do with the technology. Just come here and think that they could just you know lo que yeah. sí, que and, I, I yo said this is my playground it's yeah. like dude you're shitting on like you know generations of people that really did everything they could to make miami you know uh, the crazy place that it is yeah. but, but
0: but it has a personality yeah it does have a personality and and how dare you show up and just disavow it you know like like say no no I don't care about it. I'm gonna make it mine. Like you don't do, you wouldn't do that when you go to Chicago. You wouldn't do it when you go to New York. No, that's the, you, that's where you I know think, what I mean. Like you don't do that. that no, those people do that everywhere. No, 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 no. But I'm saying like I, you don't move to New York and be like, well, I'm gonna be. You know, no, no, no. New yeah. York is New York, kids. No, I hear like you. it will never change for you. You know, yeah. and and yet the the, the goal of yeah. thinking that you're gonna show up here and like you're going to be the one that makes it the thing you know, is that a lot you want. of a
3: movie here. That's the real, because those people are always going to do that wherever they move. They can move to Wyoming, and they're changing up Wyoming, and people in Wyoming are pissed as fuck. They're like, oh, you guys are just not local anymore, and the whole vibe and the culture is like, yeah, it's true. Because those assholes are showing up in mass droves and changing it. But those type of people will always do that wherever the fuck they go. It's just that they're coming here now because the secret's out that Miami's the shit, you know it's basically yeah. it. like Miami's the shit, the secret's out. they want to come here um and i don't I don't blame them for wanting to come here because I understand Miami is the shit like. One hundred percent. Quien se quiere fucking morir de frio, dog,
2: like half the year, bro. Like nobody wants to go to no, shit. No and you and you take for granted, you know, you the, the beauty granted, of, of Miami bro. because I lived I lived for, for several years I lived downtown and I was fortunate enough to have an apartment that overlooked the bay. And I have to tell you, I never woke up one morning and not one day and take it for granted. I'm like shit. I am so freaking lucky to live here. Yeah. That this is what I get to live look at every day. Or even just like going to the beach. Yeah. I love to go to the beach. It's yeah. like, dude, we are so lucky that like we have one of the most beautiful beaches in the world just 20 miles away, yeah. you know, um, that could stand up to any beach yeah, in, the in, world. in the world. But everybody talks about, oh, California beaches. Oh, uh, no. I, I've been to California yeah. beaches yeah. in Malibu, yeah. and in Newport Beach, Laguna Beach, San Francisco. Malibu, and, all so They're know. very pretty. Yeah. Like, the mountains are very pretty. They look, pretty. Good. They look right. good. It's very postcard. Water that cold that cold cold water is una it's it's black as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fría como yeah, and yeah. it's always choppy, yeah. like, you know, in here, because it's the Caribbean. We have
3: basically, yeah. I mean, we have the best basically like outdoors of any city you know is and you don't have to ice minus your windows minus the humidity yeah I mean <laughs> I, I'll take humidity over icing your windows any day you <laughs> know having fair. to go outside and turn your car 15 minutes before it, you have to drive away somewhere yeah. what the fuck yeah. what never struggle,
2: the struggle is real that shit is real bro yeah.
3: and as you get older it gets progressively Dude, I was up in Michigan
2: there was one night there was one actually it was in the morning that there was a, a blizzard i never uh, from yeah. miami I, talk, I could talk hurricanes all day but <laughs> yeah. a blizzard and and a blizzard is not even so much like when bueno it came down and knocked down your house no yeah. it's that it snowed you know 10 feet in like two hours and you stuck I, I remember i came out and i'm like hmm, i know i parked over there but i don't have no clue where my car is at because like the whole parking lot was a blanket you know hopefully and, you have food yeah well yeah um but um, it's, Latinos it's,
0: always have food. It's mejor it's que
2: sobra food. que falte. Okay, that's how we roll. Yeah, that's another Latin thing. When yeah. I when I lived up there, my parents used to call me every day. que va a caer nieve, and I'm like, yes, I know. I'm living here. I'm seeing the nieve right now. I'm seeing the nieve. un abrigo. No seca con el pelo mojado. I
3: mean, it's, it's a it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing growing up in South Florida. Now now that I've like you know I'm an older person and I and I've traveled and I've seen other cities and I see other places and it's just like yeah. Like I always say, Miami is probably the capital of Latin America. You know, it's it's if if Miami mm-hmm. was in any Latin American country, it would be the New York of the of fucking Latin yeah. America. So it's like we are
2: the we are the New York of all Latin America. That's we are it. the the center of it. You know that I often feel that if I lived someplace else, and I I love Chicago. Yeah. Chicago is my favorite city in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's it's beautiful. Um, uh, there's so much culture in Chicago. Yeah. Um, like especially with architecture and all that. But I feel that if I lived somewhere else, I'm always gonna have to be Miami explaining. And it's just exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm not gonna let it slide tampoco. When 100%. I hear somebody talking some bullshit about Miami, that's not right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, okay, whatever. Like, um, yo, shut the fuck up, yeah. about miami So I feel I'm that like... I'm always gonna have to be like, Oh, here I go again on my soapbox. That's not what Miami is, people. <laughs> I mean we're not the Will Smith song for like, sure bro. Everybody thinks There it's are that. worse things
0: to be though. That's what the
3: tech bros think us all about. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. No, thank you for having us. Chopping man. it up with me, letting me know your thoughts, um giving us some tidbits and maybe something that somebody can walk away with and uh and and help them out in in, in a creative field or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? So, especially Latinos, you like I sp- I have a big like uh, saw a soft spot in my heart for like Latino creators because I'm a Latino creator myself mm-hmm. and I'm surrounded by Latinos here. But oftentimes I'm I'm aware that other Latinos outside of Miami are like the maybe the only one in their little town in Indiana or some shit. But it
2: sounds really cheesy, but who else is going to tell your story? Facts, facts, facts. Well, thank you guys for coming on. No, they, oh yeah, any reason to hang out with you? Yeah,
0: seriously, like you don't have to go through all this to get us to hang out. You know, yeah. you can just call. I'm
2: down <laughs> F- the street. It's F-
3: easy, F- <laughs> F- bro. We'll hang out and have a barbecue. Oh, Ooh. that sounds good. Yeah, I'm down.
2: That sounds barbecue good. We'll make the wings. I got the uh, barbecue. There you back go. There, yeah. We'll bring the wings, oh, and you yes. you bring the barbecue. <laughs> when are you
3: guys doing the ping pollo again? Well, we had
2: a pop up yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the next we, one is August
0: twentieth. Where yeah. was it yesterday? It, it was on, on Saturday. Saturday. Jay Wakefield. Jay Wakefield.
2: Oh, okay. J. Wavefield yeah, yeah. Brewing. They're pretty yeah. good. We have a new a new flavor. Oh, what is it's it? called it Santero. Wow. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a white Alabama it's, it, sauce. it's it's Santero because it is a religious experience. Yeah. When okay. you eat it, that's where yeah. we're that we're storing our sticking to it. Right. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. Well, I mean look, being Cuban, we're not gonna call it the evangelical. It's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, Santero. Sure like <laughs> <laughs> For sure, but yeah, we have the the guava, the Korean, and now the Santero. I don't only have the regular naked wing, but yeah, it's bro. gone really well, and it has like very, it's very Miami centric. Yeah, you guys are good with that shit, man.
3: Anybody gets a chance to uh, check out Ping Pong Poyo, you guys should definitely check out the IG as well, because that's where you guys put the when yeah. you guys doing the pop ups and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That's yeah. what's up, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, everybody. Thank if they want to follow you and listen to your podcast and and look at your social media where can they follow you? So we are on Instagram at. But let me
0: tell you, and as far as you know, platforms, we're on everything. Like okay. I think we're probably on platforms that don't even exist yet. It's just we're we're out there, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, a eh, Stitcher. Pandora, iHeart,
3: okay, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. If 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 it has a podcast platform, we're probably on there. Any anything new to look out for? Are you guys going in any other directions? Doing any other projects?
0: No, I was gonna say I don't know how many more projects we can handle at this point.
2: Uh, No, no, no. Just continue with the podcast. Uh, I mean, we can't believe we're two hundred fourteen episodes in year five. Um, and I mean, we love it. We love yeah, it. It's, it's opened yeah. up a world of opportunity. So, and not just and well, not I just guess.
0: because we've gotten to meet people like yourself. Like Don't honestly, I know it sounds yeah. cheesy as hell, but you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, it it's the biggest perk of what we've been able to do is meet people like yeah. yourself, other creatives your locally or broad, you know, Latino creatives, because that's what we're trying to give, help give that voice, right? Yeah. Like support local and, and all of when, it. When we started,
2: and, when we started doing this, we never ever thought about the component of uh you know making friends with people like right. really good friends and yeah. all the people we would meet along the way that will become part of our extended family you being one of them Damn. um so Likewise, so that that's been something that's been a blessing that's yeah. been great
3: that's awesome bro
2: that's awesome oh last thing i want to ask you before you guys go real quick is
3: do you guys have like a i want you to throw out in the universe who you re- want on the podcast
2: so i think so <sighs> our dream guest was Gina Torres but i think anybody that's checked off. anybody right. from Miami your dream guest is probably going to be the Estefans or, like, uh, somebody like Pitbull, you know. Right. Okay. Like, okay. yeah. I mean, so I'm putting it on the universe. Any, any good Miami in 305, it's the Estefans, and, the Estefans. And then, of course, you know, yeah. Pitbull will be a fun interview.
3: So. Pitbull, the Estefans. I want to throw one out myself. I'm, I'm hoping sometime in when the podcast is still airing, I get Christina, bro. <laughs> she is one that I, I would love to have as well. I, I mean, she's one of the originators. She's like you want to talk OG. E- she OG. OG. She is OG, OG, GG. Yeah, I remember watching her like daily. Yeah. So it's like one of those things. Like, yo, I want to talk to Christina. To, hopefully, you know, let's see what happens. But that, yeah, that's Miami as fuck right there. Yeah. Like being able to pick her brain, and she's a she's like one of the top creatives. Yeah, I don't before, know she's... before Pitbull and all that shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she definitely is.
3: Well, thank you once again. Uh, for listening to the Cable podcast, everybody out there, thank you for sharing and subscribing. Uh Check out the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast. Check out Pim Pampo on IG. Um And like I say, if you like it, share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies, but just share this motherfucker, all right? Till the next time, it's your boy D-Fig. Peace. Yo, that was a dope talk. Thank you so much, DJ. Ishmael, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Pero, let me tell you, thank you guys for sharing your thoughts, your insights on all things Latino, all things creative, all things South Florida. Thank you so much for pushing that awesome vibe out there for everybody to enjoy. If you guys liked the podcast, I highly suggest you follow, subscribe. Pero, let me tell you, podcast. Follow, subscribe, Pin Pam Pollo. If you're in Miami, you might get some of the dope-ass chicken wings. Maybe you're on vacation. You never know. You can stop to one of the pop-ups. You should check out the Que Ola podcast also if you liked it, all right? And if you hated it, you should share it with your enemies. <laughs> this is my thing, bro, all right? If you have any suggestions for people coming up on the podcast, holla at your boy, WhatsApp WSSA, at freshorfresh.com fresh or fresh media you know what it is we taking over this mug the media network and the works fresh or fresh media okay, well, our podcast a lot more things coming in the works thank you once again la proxima que te crezca i love you guys thank you so much for listening tuning in peace, peace.
0: Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, Produced by Ismailiano, And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.